Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Blasian Wellness Podcast. I am one of your host, Coach Tamika, and I'm here with, you guys already know, my very best friend in the whole wide world, Sex Coach Mary. Hey, Mayor. Hello. <laughs> How are you? Oh, fantastic. I love to hear that you're fantastic. And also today, we have a very special guest. You guys know some people I stalk on Facebook. She's one of them because she has awesome content. Miss Nadege Montez, how are you? I'm well. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. And for those of you who don't know about Nadege, I don't know how you don't. If you follow me, you should also be in her Facebook group. But if you don't, let me tell you a little bit about her. She's a personal development and executive leadership coach, and she helps women learn the important steps they need to build their self-confidence. And for me, that's very important, especially now especially for women, because some way, somehow, we kind of get lost. We kind of become, you know, mommy. We kind of become wife. We kind of become worker, and we don't just be, and then we lose that sense of self. So that is what drew me to her, because all of her content is just geared towards you know, building your mindset for your self-confidence. Because if you don't have self-confidence, you're just going to stay in that rut. She's also an author, and she has written a lot of books. A lot of books. You go on Amazon, and her list comes up, and it's just fascinating things. But one of her books that I was drawn to was this one, The Catalyst of Change. Hope you all can see that, Catalyst of Change. And this book is a journal. You can see it? You see it right. Okay. But you said you couldn't see it. I was like, what? <laughs> it's, it's a journal. No, I said I could see it. Oh, gotcha. And it's a journal and it is packed with rituals and, you know, your goals. And, you know, you ask yourselves these important questions every day. You write it down your life starts to change. So welcome, welcome, welcome. We are so happy to have you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. So tell our viewers a little bit about you and what led to this great journal of yours. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Um, well, I am Nadej, <laughs> for those of you who do not know. And um, I, for me to be where I am now, I had to come to a point of breakdown. And I think what helps me build my confidence was understanding what my breakdowns were and then develop my mindset and accept that I needed to change my way of thinking, relocate, which I call the relocation of the mindset. I relocated my mindset because I did not want to continue to feel stuck. Mm -hmm. I um, grew up in Haiti. I was born in St. Martin and I grew up in Haiti by my grandparents, my mother's side. So I was in a house that was very strict, believing in 
church, so they are churchgoers. Um, we could not go out and play with friends except that we stay home. Anybody can come to the house because, you know, we are the kids who were, you know, myself and my brothers, we were the children that they felt like they had to guard because we, our parents were living in a different country and we had to be under their eyesight. So all that, I feel that when I go back to my soul search time and I, my breakdown pretty much were about the soul searching, I realized how much that everything that was leaning toward me, waiting for validations from other people, having limiting beliefs, not trusting myself, not trusting people around me, fell into that because of the way I was raised. There was always, you know, the structure, you don't do this, you do that, you don't wait for, you know, you, there's always that command and not really understanding that life is about living curiously. That's why in, when you look into what I serve, how I serve women, I do have you build your confidence and you cultivate your curiosity because we have to be able to cultivate our curiosity. And that's where I was. I am a curious person. I ask questions, but there's so much in the unknown that I always wanted to know. And I felt that when I came to my breakdown in around 2015, 2016, there were so much more that I did not know about myself. I never was the type of person who would stand in front of a mirror and talk to myself. I never really showed love to myself. So I had to teach myself those steps. I had to teach myself to accept who I am. I had to teach myself to embrace, to just stare at my, uh, myself in front of a mirror. And then it's okay if I don't say anything on day, certain days. And it is okay if I do talk to myself as well. And it is very important because these are steps that needs to be cultivated in order for us to grow the confidence that we need to have within ourselves. Because confidence is not something that you just, what you, you were born with. It is something that you built. It is something that you had to, to develop in yourself. You had to find areas where you locking into you had to build your self-esteem to understand who you are and then understanding that anytime that you are loving yourself you are opening your heart to loving everybody else around you so I had to develop my mindset and really stay out of that fixed way of seeing things and say to myself that, you know what, it's about time for you to grow and create breakthroughs for yourself instead of staying in that breakdown and mm -hmm. not finding your purpose. I needed to search my purpose. I needed to understand what exactly God had for me. And that's where it all started. Wow. It's like a constant, like work in progress with yourself, right? Like, do you still continue to look in the mirror and talk to yourself every day? Like, is this something that, you know, I mean, you said you had your, your breakdown and then you had to, you know, reset your mind. So is this something you feel like, okay, I did that, I've accomplished, and then I don't have to do those steps anymore? Or is this something that you just practice every day because you know it's something that you have to keep working on? 
I do believe that, for me, I do believe that it needs to continue, it, to be continued. And it is something that is also continuous. Why? Because the more you talk to yourself, the more you stand to look at yourself, the more you become stronger, you mm, know, know, because you are facing, you know, each day something. Now we are living a time of a pandemic, right? We work at home for those huh? of us who are working at home. There are of us who have lost our jobs. So imagine us being in a position yeah. as such, and then you think to yourself, well, I mastered you know, talking to myself. I'm not going to do that. Mm -hmm. It's not going to really work because how you build your strength is by continuing the work. You know, you, I call it my ritual. Because when it's a ritual and when it's a routine, you do it over and you do it consistently. So you do not separate from that. And mm. as you build into it, there are many other things you start observing, you start assessing, and then you can go ahead and help other people find those areas that they too are struggling. Because each time we get to see ourselves, we understand better. We see ourselves better. We read ourselves better. There are ways that we talk to ourselves that I used to talk to myself yesterday, and I may wake up this today and talk to myself differently because mm -hmm. there's something that I faced, especially in this time when everybody's going through, you know, that crisis, I may get up and say to myself, no, you know, enough is enough. I don't want to see things that way anymore. I don't want to see things in a negative path. I want to create positivity around me. So therefore, let me tune off everything else that is not sinking into my heart. So we, I don't, I, to me, I feel like it is continuous. We have mm -hmm. to always make it a practice. So anytime we have something in our lives that we, I, we make a practice, then we build the mastery. So mm -hmm. the more you practice, the more you build yourself and the strength that you need to have just so you can keep on going. Exactly. I totally agree. Most people that I work with in the diabetes world, they don't have self-esteem and they comfort themselves with food. So you're right. Every day, you have to talk to yourself every day. You do have to have those rituals that will keep your mind straight, especially if you're on social media or if you're looking at the news or you're looking at the next, because sometimes people pay so much attention to what's going on outside around them and that hurts them because they take that in or they look at another person and they want to be jealous because this person has this or why can't mm. I have that or why can't I be white or why can't I be black or, you know, mm. it's just always something. So if, when you grow up and I think you are right on the money, most people, they're, they're not born or raised with confidence being a girl. I mean, it was just that stigma. Oh, it's a girl. You know, everybody wants boys. I've never mm -hmm. understood that because, you know, boys can't make lives. But, you know, it, it was, oh, that's a girl. Oh, she'll be okay. Oh, whatever. You know, mm -hmm. they're not, I mean, maybe they're starting to now, but back when I was growing up, it wasn't none of that. Okay, you're beautiful. You're this, you're that. You're... No, it just, it, it just didn't happen. Mm -hmm. And over time, 
we do start to believe the lies that we tell ourselves. You know, we start to believe we're less than. We start to believe that we deserve this abusive relationship or whatever negative things are going on. So to have a ritual, as you so brilliantly call it, is just so on point. Because if you spend, let's say I'm 44 years old, if I spent, which I did, 30 years of my life being taught either directly or indirectly that I, that I don't matter, that I'm not cute, that I'm not smarter. It's not going to take five or 10 years to really instill something, you know, positive. If I don't work at it every Mm -hmm. single day, because if Mm -hmm. it'll take that one person to say, oh, you know, she's whatever negative. And then by default, my mind will go, oh my God, well, maybe they're right. Well, maybe I am. So, you know, if you don't have that, and that's one of the things that I I love about your book, because you you go through the six components of self-love and, you know, you're asking these questions, you know, that people don't ask themselves, you know, visualize the new you. You know, Mm -hmm. some people can't because they're so used to living in right now. Like they can't visualize. I remember remember when I was heavy and I would try to visualize the body you want. I'd be looking down like, I don't know what you're talking about. I I don't know. You know, it took practice. I wish I had this like, you know, 10 years ago. I probably would have took me a little faster, but it's, affirm yourself like who does who affirms themselves as women like it's just yeah mm, mm, Yeah. so mary when are you gonna look in the mirror and say some nice things about yourself when you gonna start that ritual i do i do say (laughs) i say i don't do it every day which (laughs) is okay because i wasn't raised um in a positive um household you know I was made fun of a lot I was ridiculed a lot by my own family Mm -hmm. um by my own mom you know I was told like you know that I wasn't good enough you know um I wasn't smart and you're right living like that all those years it's not just gonna all of a sudden overnight just you're gonna be this positive confident person and if you don't practice it every day, and I am living proof, when I don't practice those positive things every day and someone says one thing to me that's kind of negative, it instantly brings me back to my childhood and I'm like, yep, mm-hmm. I suck. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it's, well, it's true. Like I automatically think I suck, I'm not good enough, I'm this, I'm that. And I, mm-hmm. I start talking down to myself like, yeah, I don't even know why I bothered because you know, I'm just not destined to do anything better. Um, and sometimes, you know, life just gets in the way, you know, of trying to have that ritual. I have three kids. They're super annoying. They're, they're boys. It's like I can never have a day off to myself. And, you know, rather than trying to work around it and setting aside time and being strict with it as if I'm, like, going to work, I just put it on the back burner. Oh, I'll do that later. Let me attend to this. Mm-hmm. I'll do that later. Let me attend to that. And that is my biggest mistake. Is I don't put me first as if I'm my job. 
Like, no, yes. I need to check in with myself between 6 a.m. and 8 a.m. And that's it. As mm. if I'm reporting to work. I need to report to myself. And that I have to work on. And I know a lot of women, a lot of mothers, especially, have to work on that. Because yeah. we like to neglect ourselves um, mm. and just think that we're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So. Yeah. Yes. I, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. You know. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. It, it is so true. The You know, when you are you have so much to do. You have responsibilities because you're thinking of yourself as a mother. You're thinking of yourself as a wife. Mm. You're thinking of, of yourself as a daughter. Mm. You're thinking of yourself as an aunt, as a you know cousin. You have that responsibility. It's like the label that we carry and not realize that we always feel the need to jump every time somebody calls in. Yes. And I remember how I used to be like Nadej and then I'll be the first to go. Nadesh here, yes, let's go. You know, we going far, I'll be the driver. And it's my heart really loves doing it. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong to that. Mm -hmm. But we have to come to a point where we have to say to ourselves, let me adopt the me syndrome for one time. And I had to say, I'm going on a me syndrome. Mm -hmm. And the me syndrome, asked of me to pick to be there for myself and put me first so Mm -hmm. it means that I don't have to jump if I don't want to Mm -hmm. because you have I had to put myself at a place where when I observe my surroundings they don't always jump when I ask but I'm always jumping when they ask Mm. you have to go back and observe what do you do? And if you ever stand up for yourself and you say, you know what, I'm taking a break. I need me time. I'm doing me, you know, syndrome. I, I, it's all about me. And you start hearing, oh, really? Now Mm. it's all about you. There's something, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's when you have to realize that, oh, okay, well then, yeah, I'm doing me. I'm going to do me and I'm going to be putting myself somewhere I'm not locking myself down. If anybody needs me, I'll be there. However, I'll be there when the time is right. Mm-hmm. And we have to know when to say yes and when to say no without being disrespectful. However, we have to also understand that everybody's not going to un- read it the same way. In our mind, we say, well, you know what, right, right now, it's not the time. I need to do me. Mm-hmm. When somebody else, whoever you're telling it to, all they're hearing is that, oh, really? So now you're doing you? Mm, like you being all selfish over there. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, and, and that's where, Mary, we go into the, maybe I'm wrong for saying it. Maybe I shouldn't mm. have said it. Mm-hmm. You know, and you go back to the self-doubt. You don't go back to the white lies. Yep. And you know that you need to work on you. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, we have to know that. The, when you work on you, it's opening doors for you so you could be better at ease to be there for people when the time is right. Because mm-hmm. we don't always have to jump. We don't always have to come forth when, mm-hmm. you know, if, if it's not necessary. I used to be always the one planning all the parties, doing all the, you know, hey, let's do this. Yes, let's go. But now if you ask me, would I do it again? I'll tell you, maybe. Because... 
I have to see, is it going to be working for me? Mm. How is going, how is my mindset going to be when everything is done? Am I going to go home crying? If somebody said something during that big party and then I was not happy, I had the smiley face, but once I get home, I cry, then it's, it did not work for me. Mm. Mm. So mm-hmm. that's where, you know, the, 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 we have to build the confidence. That's where we have to build the self-esteem because saying no doesn't mean that you are rude. Saying no doesn't mean that you are disrespectful. It simply means that you care for yourself enough and mm. now you're putting you first. Mm. And you have to have that vision. You know, the visualization is the vision of who you want to be, not the person you were, but the person you want to become. And that person, do you want that person to be stuck all the time? Or do you see that person being someone who has an impact on the world? Someone who's there to help other people? Someone who has, who feels humble? Someone who understands that it's fine to be vulnerable? Because a lot of times we struggle with vulnerability too. And it's part of the self-esteem. We don't want to be weak. Oh, yeah. Nope. <laughs> that, that is me 1,000%. Yeah, that, that means I'm weak. That don't mean you weak. It's okay. That is me 1,000%. <laughs> that, that is so me. It take a real, my grandfather used to say, you know, because he wasn't one of those um, men saying, you know, men are not supposed to show feelings. He was one that would always say, it takes a real person to show their emotions mm-hmm. because it's strength in that. It says anybody can act like they are hard and they got it, you know, all together and act like nothing bothers them when it's eating them inside. But it takes a real, you know, man, in, in his case, to put that nonsense aside and say, you know what, and acknowledge that they are in pain and that mm-hmm. they do need help. But you're right. It's like we're just like, no, nah, uh-uh. That means I'm weak. Uh-uh. I'm not. I'm not doing that. They, they gonna think I'm a baby or mm-hmm. whatever. And then we just, we just suck it up. But we mm-hmm. suck it up and don't do nothing about it. We just keep sucking it up until one day. And Mary knows I was very violent back in the day. You just blow. Like you will just blow up. And that was me. I used to just blow. Could be the simplest things because mm-hmm. I had all of this pent up aggression and anger as a teenager it's only by the grace of god that i made it to 44 now that i think about it <laughs> you know i'm thinking that that's Crazy. why my temper subsided is because i started saying no um the only it's it, it's very just a few a handful of people that i actually run in cages to and my kids and my fiance <laughs> being those people um but i've learned over the years to say no I've learned that, you know, even though my, you know, my family, my relatives would get mad, I'm like, no, it's not going to make me happy. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's interfering with my schedule or, you know, whatever it is. It could be just a party that I just don't feel like driving to and looking for parking and then coming home late and looking for parking again. I would just be like, no, I'm, I'm not going. And I wouldn't let them guilt me into it. I used to let them and feel really bad and just, you know, suck it up and go. And I'd be miserable and angry coming home. Because I'm like, mm. damn it, I wasted like six hours and mm-hmm. I didn't want to do that. Mm-hmm. So now I'm like, no, I'm not going. No, thank you. 
it's no, it's it's not a good time for me. That's not a good time. That's not a good place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I notice I'm not as angry as I used to be because I used to have a really bad temper. Um, I wasn't violent in the sense of like how Kamika was. I was more I would do things. Uh, I wouldn't hurt people. I would just hurt stuff. So um, that was the extent of my my temper. Mm. Um, yeah. But I don't break stuff anymore. I'm very proud break. of you too. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. I like um, in your book, you have like the, the two categories and it's like acronyms. And, you know, the first one is let's vet. And, you know, V is visualize the new you, E is educate yourself, T is transform your environment. And then you go after that until let's take it far. You know, F is for focus on focus yourself. Focus on yourself. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I love the affirm <laughs> like yourself. That. The affirm yourself was like <laughs> the best. And then respect the shift. Respect the shift. That are happening. Mm-hmm. So could you just explain explain it to me because when I read that the affirm I immediately was like I don't know I like got goosebumps because that's one thing that you know I don't do and then when it says respect the shifts and when I sat and I like you know really did what was in your book every day and then noticed you know, so I had to add some things to my morning ritual to do this. So then you do, you notice. And I said, hmm, I wonder when she says respects the, the shifts. It's you go, you go through these changes. Some were, you know, I can't say good or bad, but they're just mm. changes. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, 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 I don't like that one. But oh, that's a little scary. Oh, I like that, you know. <laughs> So talk to us about let's vet and take it far. I love it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Respect the shift. Um, visualizing the new you. Pretty much, you know, this is our vision board. Like I said earlier, you have to be able to see you as a vision board. And I, I went to my own exercise because I recall when I was going through everything, I started looking for catalogs and I was like, you know what? I'm going to do a vision board of the things that I want. But all that I want, they were part of the principle, you know, the success principles. Because in my vision board, I have myself in the middle where I was at that time. And then around it, I had what I needed to do in my, for my health, what I needed to do in my relationship, what I needed to do in my friendship. So my friendship relationship are together, what I needed to do family wise. So developing a better relationship with my families, my mom, my brothers, you know, cause I don't, I'm not married. I don't have children, but I have nieces and nephews. And so develop a relationship. And then where I wanted to be, you know, in terms of wealth, financially, fixing all whatever I had. And at that time, I had made sure that, you know, the car that I had at the time was paid off, 
you know, all my school loans were done and I was really focused. So it's like the laser focus time, you know, that of the things that you know you need to do to accomplish. And I needed to relocate not just my mindset, but I also needed to relocate physically. Mm. And I started looking for places. And then when I came to my town where I'm living currently, I went, oh, that's where I'm going to be. And then I went to a home <laughs> and I was like, okay, that's the house I'm going to buy. I didn't wow. buy the house, but I'm still two minutes away from where it is. So, <laughs> you know, and I took the papers, I posted it, the address and everything, made uh, pictures of traveling, everything that had to do with what I needed to be wealth like, and then financial and then go back. So it's the circle that I had to put in front of me and see it actually working. Because when I went back and I was okay, and how at that time I was fit, I was working on myself. I was working on my mental state because before that my mental state was not where I needed to be because I was broken. Mm. So I needed to repair that. But I also build a relationship with my brother, my youngest brother. At that time, I allowed myself to accept who I was, who I loved, and then went back into working on my finances, working on the things that I needed to put myself where I am. So it came to when I was looking, I was like, how could I put it in an acronym style where it does make sense, you know, everything, you know, the vet, you have to also from visualizing where you want to be, you have to educate yourself so you can take yourself there. That's right. You know, what are you reading? Who are you talking to? How are you building your relationship with other people? Mm. You know, you have to inform yourself. It's not just about the education, you know, the degrees that you have, but it also, like I, I was talking um, the other day and I said, you have to take yourself to school. And it's not the school where you go and you learn and you have a teacher or professor in front of you. It's the school where you yourself, you're learning about who you are. Mm -hmm. So you have to educate yourself about who you are and then educate yourself about what's happening in your environment as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Transform yourself. Mm. Be willing to do that. Because a lot of time, that's one of the points that we don't like to do because as a human being, we are afraid to transform. We are afraid of change. Mm. And yeah. when we need to do it, we start working on it and we go, I got it. Just because we're getting closer to that transformation, but we're so afraid of the unknown. And that's why I always say cultivate curiosity mm. because you have to be willing to know the unknown. Mm. So be willing, mm -hmm. be mm. willing for the change. You know, focus on yourself mm. far. Mm. That's where you take mm. it for. Now you did all the, you know, transformation, the visualization, the education. Now focus on yourself. What are you willing to do for yourself? Where do you want to take yourself? Mm. You matter. And you will not know it not until you repeat it to yourself. Mm -hmm. 
And mm-hmm. I used to struggle with those because I used to work. Every time somebody would come and say, I love you, I used to feel like, no, they just saying it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the things that, you, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's the things that we do and we say because we feel like we are not worth it enough for somebody to give us love or to love us, to be there for us, to be there for us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Huh? <laughs> I, I'm, like, I'm like relating to her like a thousand percent. I'm like, yes, yes, I know what you mean. Oh my God, I am scared. <laughs> yes, we are always scared to, to do that. So that's where you have to come back and you say to yourself, okay, you know what? Now that I did the first part, let me do the second part, which is focus on myself. If focus on yourself requires for you to take breaks from everybody, from the noise, mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. It requires mm-hmm. for you to take, you know, break from people you love. Mm-hmm. But you know that being around them may not help you as much take the break. There's nothing wrong with that. It's going to hurt because everybody's going to see it differently. It's going to hurt because people are going to think that, who are you? You (laughs) want to be friends, but it's not that you don't want to be friends because deep inside, you know, you are friends, but it's there. It's it's them who are detached. The minute they saw that you pull back to work on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, yes, and then mm. that's when you take yourself to the affirmation. Oh, I recall those times when I used to cry in the morning, cry mm. in my car, cry when I come back home, and all that. And all it needed for me to do was say, Okay, God, I give all myself on the floor, crying, finding prayers, do all that. And then understanding that I also needed to say to myself that I am a child of God. Mm. I am beautiful. I mm. am powerful. I am strong. I am mm. limitless. I'm, li- mm. I'm willing to learn the things that I never learned before. I'm willing mm. to go past that limitation. I'm willing to expand my mindset. Mm. Mm. And it's necessary. Mm. And that's why us women we need in our lives is that Mm. allowing ourselves to be true and authentic. So I had to understand there's a no more facade, no more putting myself as a, you know, someone where people would say, oh, it's just a facade. No, Mm -hmm. bring Mm -hmm. me, bring who I am. Sometimes I do things and I think I'm crazy. And I talk to myself, but I'm not wrong for talking to myself. I'm not crazy. Because when I talk to myself, I get to hear myself and I make better decisions. So what I speak to myself. Meanwhile, back in the days, I would think if I talk to myself and somebody hears me, they're probably going to think that I'm crazy. Let me just not do that. My son talks to himself. I used to think he was crazy. <laughs> I told you he wasn't crazy. And Tamika was like, no, that's great. And I'm like, okay, he sounds crazy. Mm-mm. Sometimes you just got to hear your own self say it. Because when, when you feel like you don't know like what's going on or you just feel like you need something, like there's a power in your own voice. 
And when you do hear yourself saying, it's one thing if I say, oh, you know, Mary, you're beautiful. You know, Nadez, you're beautiful. It's another when you hear yourself say it about yourself. And it's like, oh. And for a lot of people, that's uncomfortable mm-hmm. to say, I'm, I'm powerful, I'm this. They, they just, they, they get stuck and they're like, because they feel like, who am I? You know, who, mm-hmm. who am I to say that? Who am I to say that? Like, I love, love, love um, when I say to people, everybody's perfect. I said, do you believe in God? And they go, yes. Um, Is God perfection? Yes. God made you? Yes. Well, you're perfect. Doesn't mean you don't do 100% correct the same things or the right things, but God made you and he wanted you to look the way you look and sound the way you sound and act the way you act. He made you. So how could he ever make anything imperfect if mm-hmm. he made you in his image? And people will, they will damn near fight me about it. Like, no, every, nobody's perfect. No, God made you, you perfect. You may do imperfect things, but your core, your soul, that's perfection. And if you can tap into that, you would blow your own mind mm-hmm. on what you can do. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's why I love you know, your acronyms and the shifts when they happen. Because when you practice it and when they start happening, you better be ready because then you start to see the world through a different filter. And Amen. it may be some people that you just tolerated. You love them. You, you know, you love them. Mary knows I, I have friends that I have loved for years, but I know you're not right for me. And once I started making my changes, it was, <laughs> I got to love you from afar because you don't fit into who I am right now and having you with me unfortunately I will then continue to be the person that I'm trying not to be Mm -hmm. so when those shifts start coming you better be you got to be ready and Mm -hmm. you got to accept them and not second guess them because I'm telling you you do see the world very differently and when you pray I said to anybody, when you pray, you pray about something, God will answer you. You may not like Mm -hmm. the answer, but you will get your answer. So I'm stuck on that that shifts one because, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I've been doing this a long time and, you know, I've read, you know, a lot of books. I admire a whole lot of authors. But when I read that respect the shift, that was just ding, 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 because it, I realized why certain things were happening inside of me, mm-hmm. why I could no longer sit still, why I could no longer take things that I used to take. Mm-hmm. You know? So for me, if nothing else in your, your book, that for me is something that I'll never forget. And I pay attention to it every day because ships happen every day. (laughs) Thank you. It is, it is true. Um, When you come from a place broken, it is a shift. Mm -hmm. When you see transformation, it is a shift. Mm -hmm. 
anything that is happening, whether positive or negative, you can take it as a shift. It's how you read it. The perception that we have in our mind of how things must be. Because mm. we do that a lot. We always want, we have the bigger, the beautiful pictures of how things should be in our lives. And then a shift's a shift happens and then you realize, oh, wait, what just happened? What, what is that? <laughs> That's not what I had in mind. That's not what I wanted, you know? So we have to respect when it happens. Mm -hmm. We have to respect, you know, when you see there's a change in everything you had beautifully written in your book, in your journal, and, and then you thought it was going to be beautiful. I'm pretty sure if you, I'm looking at myself um, the other day. I don't know how many times I had to retailered my website, okay? <laughs> but yet I come back to it and I'm like, yes, I think that I got it. And I go, okay, good. Walk around all happily and I come back and there's something and not until I accept it, it's going to be, a, you know, in stuck in the head. It's just mm -hmm. like that music that keeps playing, you don't let go of until something else comes up. Yes. So I had to go back and revise and then change things and say, okay, now, you know, whatever the way it is, I'm going to let it be. So mm -hmm. that, that's where you respect whatever change it is, because mm -hmm. whatever it is, you let it be. Because if you go ahead and you do something you're not supposed to do, you're going to find yourself regressing. Yes. You want to progress. So mm. therefore, when you allow the shift to happen, you are allowing yourself to progress and not regress. Mm. You're embracing the formation. You're embracing the new you. You're embracing everything in your surrounding. And in this time, as crucial as it is, as horrific as it is, we are also understanding that it's a shift that's supposed to happen just so we can be better yes. and that we become more humble in our lives. The part of our core values, we embrace that more because we all have core values. We pretty much have the whole list, right? Mm -hmm. Yet... Each time we go to it, we have that specific one that we always fall into. Mm -hmm. I know mine, part of mine is being, having integrity, being lovable, you know, caring, nurturing, right. being there to teach, educate others, elevate others, motivate people, women. Mm. So we all have something in our core value that we keep next to us and every time we see a change we go back to that core to the list that we have of our core values the one that we adopt and we see how the change is working with your core value or without working or it's not working with it so mm. if it's not working with it what change do i need to make because you always want everything in your your the change that's happening to fall and fit into the core value because that's who you are and that's who people are going to know you of, mm -hmm. you know, and respect you for. Mm -hmm. So wow. always have to respect that. Mm. 
Is it lasting? Let me see. Ooh, like I got chills right now. Got chills. Oh my goodness. Uh, Nadej, I know you have to go along with your mini books and my favorite book here, favorite <laughs> journal. You, you also offer a coaching program. So tell us a little bit about your program. The coaching program is to help women build the confidence and understand the pillars of confidence. So what is required within the pillars, what you need to understand about building the principles that you need in your life in order for you to grow. So we leaving behind the limitation. I have that um, motto that I say, I help you fix your tilted crown because yes. we all have a tilted crown, right? Mm -hmm. I like that. I like that. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> we do have a tilted crown. And I do believe that as queens and we are all, there are times when we stumbled, when we fall, we need that support to help us fix the tilted crown. We need to understand why building ourselves is important because you, we, we are branched in different areas. Some of us, we need to know how to present ourselves. Some of us, we need to know how to keep our families together as leaders. And we are leaders in everything that we do. So as a leader and leadership coach, my purpose is to help in the group coaching, understanding why those pillars need to be formulated, understood, and then practiced just so we can always build ourselves in our businesses and always build ourselves in our lives. Mm. It sounds fascinating. Fascinating. And it's a seven week program. Correct. Okay. And how can people sign up for your coaching program? Actually, I had <laughs> launched it recently, but I am reinformating um, a new launch for the next upcoming. Mm -hmm. So pretty much by, I will have the link sent to you ladies, just so you could publish it in your, in your podcast. Yes. But anybody who wants to reach out to me, you could find me at www www. I always miss one W. You as the letter U slayconfidence.com. I, I love that too. You slay confidence. I'm like, you can't, you, you, you slay confidence. I like that. Like, isn't it? That, that's fierce. I like that. Oh my goodness. This has been so much fun. I can go, we can go on and on and on, but then I'll get, you know, emails about that. So. <laughs> I want to thank you so much for being here, for just doing what you do, because I think what you do is so important for women. And that is what this podcast represents. It's just women empowering women. And you definitely have the tools that we need in order to grow stronger within ourselves so we can be stronger out there in the world. And I appreciate you. And from, you know, talking to you a few times and looking at your Facebook and, you know, having your journal here, you know, I'm better off 
now that I know you. And when I meet someone, that's always, that's always in my mind. Like, what can, what can I learn from this person? And is this person going to leave me a better Tamika or a not so good one? And you definitely, you definitely um, just instilled something else in me. And I thank you for that. And Mary, as always, it's always a pleasure. And so guys, we're going to wrap this up. We hope you enjoyed it. We will get you all the links. And I'm telling you, you have to go out on Amazon. We will also have the link to this book, The Catalyst of Change. The Catalyst of Change. If you're ready to change, you have no excuses. You can't say you don't know where to start. You can't say you don't know where to go because we're telling you where to go. So thank you. God bless. And we will see you next week, everyone. Bye. Bye.